Welcome to the Random TMCU Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Peter Quill. Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Who? Who? That's my favorite. (laughs) I love that so much. That's... Who? I can't even say it right. So, um... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. May 5th. I'm I'm really excited about that. And you said, um, you told me that um, James Gunn said that they let him do what they were the director's cut is, is what you will cut. see in the theater the, yeah. the theatrical cut equals the director's they cut. let they, him do what he wanted they let him do whatever he wanted yeah That's, they realized they didn't want to fuck up with a good formula right james gunn plus guardians is a kind of a break from some of the more angsty stuff they're doing with the earthbound it's a much part di- of the mcu well, and it's a completely different world mm-hmm. uh not completely it's in the same universe but it's so it's, far removed from what's going on with like Steve and and, yeah, and Tony. Yeah, and them. because it's uh, uh, it's part of the, the the cosmic universe, right? Because and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. What happens on Earth is the Earthbound stuff. Anything that happens off world yeah. is referred to as the cosmic world, right? Right. So, and this is the movies um, are very much in, the, in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy are very much in the cosmic world, which yeah. is it's a different feel. Yeah, and and it's and like James Gunn, man. Well, the thing I like about it is anything can happen. Yeah, you're not bound to the laws of of law. And that's in New York. The the I can't believe I'm saying this about a superhero movie. The (laughs) MCU movies on Earth are more realistic. (laughs) They're more grounded. They're less just fantasy like. Yeah, just because they're grounded in something we're familiar with, right? Um. So yeah, I, I was. It, that and rocket, yeah, just and Groot, Groot. And so, if you haven't uh, listened to our Guardians cast, go do that. Duh. Yeah. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere for us. We weren't really familiar with them. No. I didn't know what to expect. I was really afraid that the funny bits I saw on the previews were the only funny bits. Well, and even a friend of ours who knew I was pretty well versed in Marvel, mm-hmm. our friend Val. Yeah, who we've talked yeah. about on this podcast before. She texted me. She's like, "Who are these people?" I'm like, I don't I was like, dude, know. I don't fucking know. They're not X-Men. And I'm like, they're not the Avengers? Don't know? Yeah. Yeah. New comic. So. Who dis? <laughs> well, they, they, and we'll get, once we actually get into the, right, the meat of this podcast, there was a big gap. Yeah. In the writing uh, of these characters. So, uh, this particular podcast, we're going to discuss Star-Lord. Yes. Peter Quill. Uh, Peter, Peter Jason? Peter Quill? Jason Quill. I remembered his middle name. He's named after his father. Um, not the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's two because the Guardians of the Galaxy is the group. We're right. spe- this is specifically about Star Lord, and we've done the Guardians of Galaxy uh, of the Galaxy Volume One. Um, again, go listen to that if you haven't already. Um, and then we'll do a separate podcast for Volume Two when yes, it comes we out. We will. Did you re-listen to it before now? I didn't this time. <gasps> I did. Oh my god! It's like topsy turvy land. I know, right? Gosh, yeah. <laughs> So, so, so I, okay, so I came at it from, and you know, I just did a Parks and and Parks and Rec rewatch, so I have to bring it up. Well, it's relevant. Um, because for those of you who don't know, uh, one, uh, Mr. uh, Chris Pratt, 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 um, was Andy on Parks and Rec. Rec. And so I, it's so funny. Do you know who else he was? Who else he was? He was the the best buddy uh, in Wanted. Oh my god, that's still weird to see him. I in that. know. Well, James McAvoy was a child. I know. He was like, I'm like, hold on, let let me take the bottle out of your mouth, and then okay, film. 
Um, but he, so I just did like a rewatch over the past couple weeks. So I've watched a lot of Parks and Rec in a short amount of time. Um, and it was so funny because when they, when he came back and I didn't know about this until after the fact, um, he came back and he was all buff for, I think the beginning of season six and the beginning of season six, they did a London episode because they wanted him to be in it. And he was filming in London. And they had one comment about his appearance because he was, he wasn't like fat. They had to comment He on. was just, he was kind of a, kind of a chunky he wasn't, guy. He wasn't, um, in shape. He no. was just kind of husky. Festively plump? Yeah. And so all they <laughs> said. wasn't even really that. All they he said was, was like. Not physical. Yeah. All they said was like, so Andy, all you did was stop drinking beer? And he was like, yeah. And I, and I dropped like however amount in like a month. And then he was like, you know, I think I probably drank too much beer. And that, but and at least they addressed it. They that's addressed adorable. it, but it was hilarious. So I, I only knew him from that. And Andy's a doofus. I only knew him from that, from Wanted. Yeah. Because so I never watched Parks and Rec. To, to see him as Star-Lord is so different. And then to see... Who? Yeah. And this, then to see him come back to Parks and Rec looking like Star-Lord. Because it's kind of easier mm-hmm. to, to divide it when he... Pre-buffness, right. correct? I, I can see that now. It's so weird. So Chris Pratt's a pretty fucking good actor. Well, then to to continue that line of thought, when we went to see Jurassic World, yep, see podcast on our random movies feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, was our first random uh, movie. Uh, no, oh, first random movie. Yeah, it was because our was. first movie was Age of Ultron. Yeah, but our first random I movie. Apologize again for the quality value. Yeah, but quality we, value. I mean, there was some, there was some good quality bitching in that. Well, the quality of the recording wasn't great. Yeah, either, I know. It was, so. it was before we it got was our it. first. Anywho, but when we saw we went to see him in Jurassic World, we yes. were very concerned about seeing Star Lord. Yes, in Jurassic World, and that didn't he happen. completely blew us away. Yeah. So yes, that speaks to how good of an actor and he, he is. He's funny as shit. Like his some, delivery, some of the timing, the very the the creator of Parks and Rec's favorite moment. Is when Leslie is sick and because Pratt just imp- improved a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of bloopers. He improvs a lot more stuff than people give him credit but for. But he improved. Um, hey, uh, hey, Leslie. So I typed your symptoms into the uh, computer and it says you have Internet connectivity problems. And he just deadpans it. And everybody fucking died. And it was just improved. So Chris Pratt is and to do improv like that and be good at it, you have to be. A smart guy, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really pleased he's getting more recognition oh, these sure. days because yeah. he's quite good. Well, Marvel owns him now. That is very true. That uh, is very isn't, very isn't true. Is there a, another Jurassic movie coming out? I, mean, I think he's, so. He's They've a, talked about it. Yeah, he's a major character in two franchises, mm-hmm. two big franchises. Uh, also, he is confirmed that he's in Infinity War. Yep. Uh, Zoe Sandella actually posted a picture of her green hand on set for Infinity War. Confirmed. Woo, woo. And they're filming all. They're filming in Atlanta right now. They're filming in Edinburgh. <gasps> Can I, fil- just I know. Say you've been there. I saw when they first the very first day they started filming, and they released the set picture. This is a set picture, yeah. of a giant green screen in Waverly Station in Edinburgh. And you're like, all I could do there. was like, I've been in that station. Yes, you have. <clears throat> you're gonna make squeak noises the entire movie, aren't you? Probably. Well, I, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. But they're also filming in the countryside, I think, of Scotland as well. 
So there's there's, there's like, a lot of oh it's so pretty yeah there is a lot Scott. of filming going on so and Scott you know so like everybody's in this fucking movie so yeah oh Infinity War yeah yeah so Star Lord okay so from what I, and and you can probably correct me because now that you've read a butt ton of comics um so from what I've heard from I, Tumblr well let me just say I did not get to read as many. Uh, comics as I would have liked to because they're not all licensed I was having issues with the uh, Marvel Unlimited app on my iPad and was ha- I couldn't get a bunch of them to load dang it and that's your preferred method I would pref- because I'm very visual yeah yeah I only got I did get to read his first appearance though okay so from what I understand people because you know t- it's Tumblr there's discourse um People took issue with kind of the womanizing aspect of him in the movie. Um, like him forgetting Barit was even there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Because he's kind of a douche to begin with. I mean, he's kind of a douche throughout the whole thing. But he's that kind of lovable douchebag um, archetype type deal. Um, because it's part of his redemption is is toward the end. He's selflessly like going back to the Nova Corps, even though like they could arrest him. But he's like, you know. Okay. I'm one of the idiots that lives here. Okay. So I, is that a comment or a question? That's, I guess, a question. Okay. From what you've read, was is that kind of how he was portrayed in the comic books? Because I've heard that people took umbrage with that. He was not really so much a womanizer specifically, so much as he was just an ass. Okay, so he was an ass. He was an ass. Okay, okay. Because um, wasn't there some, like, astronaut shenanigans? Yeah, we can get into that whole thing. Okay, hit me with it. Okay, well... Hit me with some of it. There's <laughs> to tell you that story. Oh I need God. to tell you this story. Okay. There are two Peter Quills. There are two Star Lord Peter Quills. There's um God damn it, Marvel. Of course there well, are. Well, you've got Earth six one six. Okay. Which okay. is the main modern, comic modern current Marvel Comics MCU the main TV mainstream today, current. Yeah. Then there's classic, which they refer to as uh, Earth 791. Okay. It now has a name. Oh. Uh, yeah, Earth 791 is, is classic. And they, the reason why they, they, class, they have the two different classifications is because of continuity issues. My cat's snoring. Hold on. Okay. I thought it was cute. Oh, it sounds like she can't breathe right. Well, yeah. So you have Star-Lord Earth 719. Okay. So let's start with that. Okay. Because this is about Peter Quill, not the movies. Right. Or not not solely about the movies. Not Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So Star-Lord's first appearance was in Marvel Preview number four. Okay. Which was published January 10th, 1976. Okay. Okay. It was written by Stephen Englehart mm-hmm. and Michael, the artists, just for you, which you probably already know. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Bob McLeod. M-C-L-E-O-D. McLeod. McLeod? Or, Mc, not McLeod. McLeod. It might be McLeod. I've, I've heard that pronounced a different way, but it's not McLeod because that sounds like I had a McLeod <laughs> in my pants. Come on. <laughs> um, and Steve Gann. Okay, cool. And uh, it was the only one of its kind. What was the... what? Let I, me... And let me explain. Was it a Guardians of the Galaxy or no, was it, it was, a Peter Quill or he was, was in something else? It was Peter Quill. Oh, okay. It was, well, it was Star-Lord. Okay. It was 
Steve Englehart is the creator of Star-Lord. Okay. His creation is not anywhere near where it went. Because by the time they continued a uh, couple after that mm-hmm. in 1970 by okay that was in january of 1976 the next issue that peter quilt appeared in was in 1977 by that time steve Englehart was no longer there uh, so his original vision disappeared but marvel owned the character right so they did with him what they wanted well the reason to tell you that story oh my gosh tell you this story this is a quote and this is a lot of information so well not a lot but this is a quote from creator Steve Englehart himself. Okay. I conceived something very large. My hero would go from being an unpleasant, introverted jerk to the most cosmic being in the universe. And Ooh. I would tie it to my then new interest in astrology. After his earthbound beginning, his mind would be opened step by step with a fast action story on Mercury, a love story on Venus, a war story on Mars, oh my and God. so on out to the edge of the solar system and then beyond. But after his earthbound beginning, where I established him as an unpleasant, introverted jerk, I left Marvel and no one ever saw what he was to become. That's got to suck for him. And if you ever go to read the Marvel preview number seven, there is a forward in it by Steve Englehart, which is very worthy of a read. Okay. You know that tiny little print at the very beginning mm-hmm. the writers will put? It's very worthy because it explains a lot a lot of where he wanted to go with this. Yeah. He was a big astrology geek. Yeah. Well, by the time in 1977 came around, uh, Chris Claremont mm-hmm. picked up the ball. Well, Marvel explains that there was nobody at Marvel who understood astrology like uh, Steve did. Yeah. So they couldn't continue the original vision because they didn't have anybody who knew that shit. Yeah. And they didn't have uh, the resources for it. So they changed him. And the internet didn't exist. So you couldn't just Google that shit and learn about it like artists do now. (laughs) So the character got revamped in Marvel preview number 11, which again, 1977. The artists were John Byrne and Terry Austin. Um, It became stories inspired by Heinlein. Oh, he did. Shit. He did shit. Robert A. Heinlein. The day the earth stood still, dude. Isn't that him? No. Oh, I don't know. There are listeners listening right now going, you know that fucktard. You know, the guy who wrote Stranger in a Strange Land. He wrote Starship Troopers. <gasps> oh, okay. Him. Gotcha. So that's, they kind of based the stories off of that. And they even had to, like, retract the cover because it used oh, his, shit. It used his name. Oh, my gosh. Without permission. Like, you kind of can't do that. Yeah. God, They they threatened legal action. Damn, Marvel. So, yeah. So, they had to pull it and reprint it. Um, So, yeah. So, Chris Claremont was originally uh, from the X-Men creative team. Okay. And so, that's where it went. So, that's the first iteration. Um, So, we go from 1977... And then he, he appeared in some issues of Marvel Super Special, Marvel Spotlight, Marvel Premiere over the next So He was just years. kind of a secondary character popping up, doing some stuff. Right. Then in 1982, uh, Marvel Preview 11 uh, rep- was republished okay. um, with a new framing sequence by Claremont, but then they used artist Michael Golden. Okay. I've and heard that name before. That's pretty much the end of Earth Seven Nine One for Peter Quill. That was it. He was very much a wow blowback character. Okay, came and went. Uh, now there is a Star Lord series in the mid to late nineties, from December ninety six to February ninety seven. There is a character who adopted the name, 
But it's not Peter? But uh, his name is Sinjin Quarrel. It was written by Timothy Zahn, and the art was by Dan Lawless. But it's not Peter Quill. Right. But it was still named Star-Lord. Like, he picked up the mantle when Peter Quill disappeared or something. Yeah, that happens a lot in comics. So, so there was a... So, from 1982, Peter Quill did not reappear until 2004. Damn, son. Big jump. And that puts him in Earth-616. He reappeared in Thanos number eight, which was in May of 2004. Okay. The writer was Keith Giffen. And uh, the cover artist for, it was Thanos eight through 12. It was a story arc. Uh, The writer was Keith Giffen for all of them. Okay. Keith Giffen Giffen did the cover art for all of them except 12. Okay. Ron Lim was the artist for the comics, but did the cover art for number 12. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and comics I, are weird sometimes. I know, right? So he was in that story arc. Then there was the Annihilation series came in 06 and 08 that he was in, and that's when Guardians of the Galaxy got their own issue, uh, get their own series in 2008. And some of that was included in the Thanos Imperial. I'm going to list all these comics in the show notes. Don't yeah. worry. Don't yeah. don't try to keep up. Because the Guardians were knocking around since. I the Guardians the have been around too. for a while because Yondu was, was one of the original characters, and he was around before Peter Quill. So was. it was just connecting Peter Quill to the Guardians. Didn't happen until right. the two thousand. Didn't happen. Wow, until I did later. not know that. Uh, right, and then uh, okay, so there's the Thanos Imperative series, which had some of the Annihilation stuff in it. In two thousand twelve, uh, Peter was in the Avengers Assemble. Oh, okay. Two thousand thirteen um, Guardians volume. There's because you know they do different volumes. Like there's Captain yeah. America volume one, volume two. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three began in two thousand thirteen, which was part of the Marvel Now relaunch. That's part of the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Well, and in twenty thirteen, they probably knew the movie was coming, and they wanted to get lay the groundwork for what they were going to do with Star Star Lord. The, the man we know as Star Lord today did not appear until two thousand fourteen. And Legendary Star-Lord number one. Just before Finally the movie came out. Finally got his comic. Just before the movie came out. Yes. Um, his solo series in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 ended as Marvel began its Secret Wars crossover event, which was 2015. Ah. Uh, Star-Lord appears as a main character in the core series and received a tie-in miniseries during that event. And the series Star-Lord and Kitty Pride also appeared in 1915. Star-Lord and Kitty Pride. Oh, right. Yeah. Star-Lord and Kitty Pride? Did they do the do? They a thing. <gasps> Shut up. They got engaged. What? What? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that amuses but I'm, me. But I'm almost done with his... Sorted history. Prescri- prescription? No. Description? I don't know what word Publication. you were going for. There you go. Publication. Wow. Prescription. I don't know how you got wow. prescription. I don't that, either. All right. Probably because I got to pick up my prescription later. There you go. Because <laughs> it sounds like I need it. <laughs> uh, but then after the Secret Wars, but two months before the event finished its public, it's set after Secret Wars. Okay. But it appeared two months before it ended its run. And just to get my mind straight, Secret Wars is different from Secret Warriors, right? Correct. Okay. Totally great. different series. Awesome. Not even. Thanks, Marvel. Not, not even quite the same. Uh, Star-Lord received a new ongoing series simply titled Star-Lord. Yeah, he did. As part of the all-new, all-different Marvel initiative, which focused on his new origins. And I bet he looks a lot like Chris Pratt, doesn't he? Well, that's the 2014 yeah. one that we started. Yeah. That's the one that's got the, the long uh, reddish-brown uh-huh. coat and that particular same yep. goggle 
headpiece. Yeah. Marvel ain't dumb. They want to cross promote this bitch. Yeah. So that's his publication history. So there's basically two different Peter Quills. They have two different stories because, of course, uh, Earth 791, Peter Quill is all over the board. Right. And he's technically a classic character, I guess, because he's been around since the 70s. Technically, he is. But also kind of a blank slate. When the movie came around, there wasn't a lot of him. To people who do mainstream Marvel, not people who've been in Marvel all along, yes. Right. I, not he Like, even I didn't know who he was. He doesn't have the solid history like a Captain America does. No, his... his Star-Lord's... Well, Star, actually, Star-Lord's um, backstory hasn't changed as much. It's well, changed. Well, they haven't had to change it a bunch of times because no. there wasn't enough of him to retcon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'll he's get retconned always, eventually. He's always been an ass. Yeah. There you go. Well, he was real good at that. He's always been an ass. Well, he always starts out an ass. Let's, yeah, because he's got to be, way. he's the one that's got to be redeemed. And, you know, that's, that's interesting for people. Yeah. And he had reasons to be angry, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so to answer your question, there's two different Peter Quills. Okay. Both of them are assholes. Both of them are, in fact, started out as assholes. Good to know. Good to know. But I found... Pratt, despite the fact that he was kind of an asshole, lovable the whole fucking charming. time. Charming whole as time. hell. Yeah. But that's just Chris Pratt. I don't think he can not be charming. He is a precious human being. There's only one scene in the Guardians of the Galaxy in which I looked at Chris Pratt as Peter Quill and went, oh, he's going to fuck shit up. <laughs> and what was that? That was the shirtless, when they go into the kiln. Yeah. And they've showered him uh-huh and he's all his he's oh i know shirt- it well you know the scene oh i do and he's the cameras get that, all the camera pans up and his face is so pissed yeah it's real good that was the only time in that entire movie that i was like oh he gonna fuck shit up yeah that was it yeah the rest of the time it was like Haha, he's a joker yeah because this it was cute about chris pratt again to bring it back to parks and rec um <laughs> why would you do that i've pretty much dated the less nice version of andy who is because you've watched the beginning of it yeah i got like through half the where first he's season. completely useless baby it basically where he's like hey uh hey babe um you make me some pancakes if you're in the kitchen and like he is just a lazy fuck up and so i did not like andy to start with and that did not last very long because chris pratt is funny and a, and against his own character is adorable see i don't think i ever i didn't even get as far as him and april dating no i didn't even get that far and the show does change some um it gets a little less cynical and he gets even kind of goofier but even then you're just like oh andy you're an idiot yeah but like he's adorable and so chris pratt that's all chris pratt he plays that really amiable rogue guy yeah the amiable rogue where you're like where you're like damn it but also you're awesome Right? Like, you want to go drinking with him. He totally gets a pass. Yeah, he gets a pass. He could get away with murder. Yeah. Yeah. Where a lot of... Oh, Andy. (laughs) Why did you murder and bury him in that big hole in your front yard? Wah, wah, wah. You know, yeah. (laughs) That's why he was actually living in the hole in the front yard. He was covering up the body he buried. There you go. It's all true. There you go. So, yeah. Um, So, I I think Pratt did a great job. I thought he was a good fit with it. They grew him. Yeah. They, well, they, we know this. There's a hot house where parks. they, yes. yeah, all the Marvel guys. And they have a Chris, the Chris section has I think ripened. Chris Pine broke out. And that's why DC got him. He escaped. Yeah. 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 Well, he started out with Star Trek. 
That's true. That's true. So he would never have gotten the Wonder Woman movie without, without, without Star Kirk, Trek. Yeah. No. He's a perfect Kirk, though. God, isn't he? Okay, but this is... I know. Pretty Chris's. We should do a cast of Pretty Chris's. <laughs> the Chris's. There's so many of them. Yeah. We could go on with that forever, so... Um, so, Peter Quill, in general, the character. Right, right. So, that's publication. Um, the character himself. Let's talk origin. Yes. Because he has two different origins, but they're very, very similar. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, as we know, his mother is Jason of Spartoy. You mean his father? His father is Jason of Spartoy. Well, yeah, don't, don't, don't gender label. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just didn't think his mom's name was Jason. His mom's name is Meredith Quill. Okay. I was looking at mother and thinking father. There you go. His mother is Meredith Quill. Okay. Uh, his father is Jason of Spartoy. She's, she's Taryn. She is Taryn. He is of uh, Spartoy. All right. Spelled S-P-A-R-T-O-I, so I don't know how else to pronounce that. All right. Uh, Kurt Russell is confirmed as playing... Oh, as playing... As playing Jason. Daddy. As playing Daddy. He is confirmed. Which, to me, is going to be so weird, because Kurt Russell, in my mind, forever and in my heart, is Snake Plissken. Oh, my God. Of course it is. God, you... I was very young. I I could see that. Snake (gasps) Plissken. I could see that. (sighs) Plus, I know you. I know know what type you go for. And that's... That's it. Plissken. Longish hair. We need... Leather. We should podcast that. Oh, my God. Have you, ever, have you ever actually seen it? Yes, it's terrible. It's wonderful. It's terrible. I want to live there oh. with Snake Plissken. Okay. That's weird. Escape from New York. That's weird. It's a prison. Have you met me? It's a prison. Have you met me? Okay. But anyway, I'm glad it's not I'm wiggling my eyebrows. Fucking Sylvester Stallone. I was really worried about that. Yeah, no. Kurt Russell. That, no. Yeah, that works. Totally Kurt Russell. Yeah, He's works. good at Kurt Russell. He's gotten some... Bad backlash, but Kurt Russell is actually a really good actor. I think he is, too. He's done some really terrible movies. Well, a lot of people did terrible things in the 80s that were terrible. A lot of people did terrible things in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Bird on a, was it Bird on a Wire? Oh, with him and Goldie Hawn? Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. I hate that movie. I know. There's I some really great, it's terrible, so terrible 80s movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Fire and Ice that I, I made my daughter's girlfriend watch a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Did. I was. T- it's so bad. It's great. I did not realize Batman was in that movie. No, you, but but yeah, Michael, you have to know the movie I'm talking about because it's based on some art by not Frank Frazetta, but the other guy, Belushi, I think is his name. Sorry, my phone did a thing. Um, and if, if it's from the late '70s. And Michael, go back and look at the pictures. I'm telling you, Batman is in it. Go see. Yeah, things you cannot unsee. Yep. Um, speaking of. Our listeners. Hello, listeners. Glad you're listening. <laughs> With your ears. Or not. I don't know. Or, hey, don't judge. I'm not going to judge. I don't know how your body's set up. <laughs> um, we did. Uh, these casts are always uh, way more fun with, with feedback. Um, and so uh, you can talk to us, which is awesome. Uh, you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. On Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. She is genetically incapable from saying that not in the weird voice. It's true. Yeah. 
it's my movie voiceover. It is voice. It is. Um, and uh, if you don't want to remember all that, you can just go to our website, randomtpodcasts.com. Scroll to the bottom, and there's links to all that goodness, all that social media stuff. And while you're on our website, you should really check out our other podcasts. Uh, for example, Agents of Shield. <gasps> Which comes back in three days. Which might be relevant to your interest as a yeah, Marvel fan. Absolutely, It's gotten better. This season. This season has picked up. Yeah, from the beginning of the season to now, yeah, it's gotten a yeah. lot better. It's really funny, though, because we bitch about um, uh, Ghost Rider, and I play the Marvel Sum Sum game, and he's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, redemption. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Every just, time I'm like, oh, you're not I terrible. just re-downloaded that game the other day. <laughs> Cause. So yeah, um. So uh, what else can they find? Agent Carter. That's that might be relevant to MCU people. Agent Carter. Oh my gosh, I love that show. Both seasons. Yep. Um, we're very sad that it ended, but it's out there, so you can listen to it. And over we and don't over. ever plan to take it away, so no. you can listen to it to your little heart's content. It will be there forever. But if you're a comic fan, like we apparently are, uh, there's also Gotham. Yes. From the yes. DC, we, we are equal operative. We're not so equal because there's just not that many shows out there. Well, there's a bunch of DC shows. We're just not watching them. Oh, so there's Flash, Arrow, cool. all those. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she said with derision. That's, CW doesn't count. <laughs> it's not a real station. <laughs> and yes, I am aware Supernatural's on that station. I stand by my statement. That's probably actually 90% <laughs> of why she said that statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real station. I don't know what it is. It's like cursed witchcraft or something. Yeah, Ah, 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 ah. I'm so. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Gotham. Oh man, that's Gotham's getting pretty good too. Rosacle's coming. Yeah, Rosacle. It's pronounced Rage, but whatever. I don't care. I pronounce it the way the Batman cartoons taught me to pronounce it. You know who? You know who they've cast as him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I hope so, because I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. I just know that... He was uh, in Game of Thrones. Bald Move calls him Dr. Bashir from... He was in Game of Thrones. From Star Trek. He was um, uh, Doran Martell. Yeah. And he has a name. Alexander something? Hamilton? No. No. One of us should probably look him up. He's that guy. He's that guy. Uh, yeah, he's been cast, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I was pretty... I, was, um, I approved of that. What other... Because po- we have so many. There are other podcasts... Random uh, movies? Random movies. Yeah. There's random miniseries. Mm-hmm. Random revelries, which I can say if I say it really creepily <laughs> slow. Um, there is uh, Sleepy Hollow still out there. Um, we stopped after season three, but it's there. And uh, what else? Oh, and American Gods is coming up. I'm super excited about that. Oh, yeah. That starts on April 30th. We've been... The preview um, cast is up. Yeah, the preview cast is out, and we've been talking about doing american gods for a hundred years i know and they finally gave us a release date and stuff so there's that i feel like i missed some no i i think okay i can't find him random miniseries did i say that yeah i might have said that okay all right why don't we just finish up on alexander siddig oh okay i knew it was alexander something alexander siddig doesn't roll off no it doesn't it doesn't work with that he's a good actor though I'm, i'm super jazzed about that he was in Reign of Fire? Shut up. Yeah, I, ha- I have that movie. That was also a good, terrible movie. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, he was, was in the fifth. Es- he was in the fifth estate? You're, are you rabbit-holing on his on his IMDb right now? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh, yeah. This is pretty much us on like He was Hermes in Clash of the Titans. Oh, my God, that was terrible. I hated that so much. 
So yeah. Uh, so go check out our other stuff. And uh, Janya, what can what else can they find on our website? They can find a link to our sponsor. You mean unofficial natural friend of fragrances? I'm sorry, I'll stop <laughs> well, I don't talking know like why that. Talking like this. That's like that's yes. like Caitlin's crib's voice. It is. Welcome <laughs> to my crib. <laughs> what did she say? This. I'm Marilyn Manson, and this is my man- Marilyn Manson mansion or something. Yeah, we got drunk with our friends last weekend. That's terrible. Don't judge us. <laughs> As opposed to getting drunk with our friends on the air. Yeah, that's not drunk. That's just mildly tipsy. <laughs> I forgot what you're talking about. She just gave me this look like, what the I fuck am I supposed to be doing? Oh, our, our sponsor. Unofficial natural fan of fragrances. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Uh, smell like your favorite character. Basically, yes. Um, they have some Marvel characters still around. I'm pretty sure. I think Captain America's still out. Iron Man is still out. Right, right. Deadpool. They do not have a uh, Peter Jason Quill and or Star-Lord at this Which time. Which is terrible terrible it is oh they have star wars they have disney princesses they have supernatural they have harry potter doctor who yeah the houses oh the houses they have the houses i can smell like ravenclaw yes you can (laughs) uh yeah they're going to be getting back to uh reproducing some new stuff soon yeah um they've been going through some tough times um just nothing terrible just Just personal stuff stuff that's happened yeah um but everything's fine. Yeah. She has a new car now. Yay. So she can get around and actually do things again. So everything's been straightened out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to be able to focus back on cool products. That's soon. awesome. So, um, so yeah, it's, there's a link on our website. If you use our code, Random Tea Podcast. No S. You get 10% off $5 or more. Yep. Which is pretty sweet. So, yeah. So check that out. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's good stuff. And I know some of you out there have tried it. It's, this stuff is great. I've tried them a lot. So, yeah, check them out. They're great. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we get back to oh, the stuff? Um, if you okay, would like. Yes. Yes. If you would. Uh, other ways that you can support Rainity Podcast. If you would prefer not to purchase the products. I was looking forward. Couldn't find it. <laughs> there is a link directly on our website where you can donate to us. You can um, throw money at us. We, we seriously appreciate that. Uh, hosting is not free. And nope. we do have unlimited hosting so that all of our podcasts are available to you for all time. Yeah. So all of the Agent Carter, all of the Sleepy Hollow, our entire backlog, two years. Yeah. We're coming up on two years. We're coming up on two years, yeah. Anniver- our second two-year anniversary yeah. uh, of podcasts out there for your enjoyment. Yes. And if you donate $100 or more, you get your very own podcast. You do indeed. You either get a movie or a season of TV as one cast. So yeah, choose absolutely. wisely. Of your choice. Yeah. Of your choice. Choose wisely of your choice. Choose wisely of your choice. So we can't (laughs) say no. It's funny. No, really, we can't. Raising Arizona. Um, Oh, God, we're donating another one to the con, too. Yes, we we are. All right. God knows. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'd love it if you could throw some money at us to help, you know, with posting and. And apparently, I need to buy new cables because the ones I bought to replace the other ones were cheap for a reason. Well. They were like they were short. They were like two feet long, and I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's not, long not that's not gonna reach <laughs> way over here." Um, we're comfortable when we podcast, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, and also, uh, there's also the the backups. So, yes, yes. Yeah. So it's podcasting ain't free, but we provide all of this entertainment for you out of the goodness of our hearts. Of our hearts, is there goodness in our hearts? I know that's why I said out of the whatever of our hearts. <laughs> 
anyway we do appreciate any donations it's of course obviously not required yes we like it we do uh we will be able to re-up our hosting domain we are good to go for right we are good you're stuck with us for another year but at least that one year that's awesome that's where we are just the one just the one i don't know so please (laughs) i'm begging you (laughs) anyway okay can i pay you money to stop talking (laughs) i I and the answer is no because we never stop talking no we really don't it took us an hour and a half just to start recording this one Uh uh-huh anyway so back to peter quill yes peter jason Jason quill Quill. (laughs) whose mother is not jason of spartoy no no so his mother That'd be is weird because that's his dad's name who we have already met in the movies yes um and the comics did not have cancer okay okay uh she was sickly but she did not have cancer um her father her father his father jason spartoy uh so it was instead it was established in his original comic that he was born on sunday february 4th 1962 okay confirmed it is a sunday okay i looked it up of course that is the most genre thing to ever genre a genre ever (laughs) but in a recent issue of guardians 3000 it has been retconned that he was born in 1985 okay everyone agrees he was born in colorado all right that would be earth 791 and earth 616 all right uh in both iterations his father jason or j a son because it's j apostrophe s-o-n crash lands on earth where he meets Meredith. And they and bang. And they fall in love. They bang. And they bang. <laughs> they bang, but in a love way. Uh, in both iterations, Jason has to leave her behind because war. Okay. And both Peter grows up to join NASA. Yes. With a rank of lieutenant, which, by the way, not a rank in NASA. Nope, not a thing. While originally they prefer to have military people in NASA They as themselves an are not a military organization. And... They do have rankings. Yeah. But they have rankings of pilot and commander and um, those sorts of titles. Lieutenant is not any ranking specifically attached to NASA. That would have been a rank in in armed forces before he went to NASA, but not at NASA. But there's no evidence that he was ever in the armed forces. They have pilot, (gasps) command pilot, commander, command module pilot, lunar module pilot, docking module pilot, science pilot payload commander is there a fandom pilot because i could be yes i think that that i can get one it's wikipedia and i can edit it except for the training and the yeah there's space flight engineer space flight but there's no rank as lieutenant because it's not a military organization you can have been a lieutenant right like i think one of the higher ranking astronauts was something general i don't i don't know I think once you've been in space, you just get to pick a title, and they don't care if you've just made it up because your ass has been in space. Like, Buzz Aldrin probably could have walked around and been like, I'm the Grand Poobah of the moon now. And they're like, all right, right that's cool. Uh, yes, uh, Kevin Chilton was a general. Uh, all right. All uh, right. He, he was a test pilot. Cool. But he was a general when he retired from the military. Cool, cool. So. So, yeah, so he was an ass and he was a dick. Uh, okay, so the original, the first story... Uh, he had a stepfather who tried to kill Peter at birth because apparently at birth he his his stepdad absolutely alien? knew that he was not his child by looking at him. So he tried to kill him. So you know, kill the baby like that's totally not psychotic behavior. Yeah. So in the six one six universe, it's Yondu who tries to kill him. 
Oh, Yondu. We'll get there. Member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, originally. Right. But he was retconned as a Ravenger. Oh, okay. That, that, is the, that yeah. retcon actually that's, is in the comics. That's hilarious that Peter Quill has not warranted enough of a pass to get a retcon, but Yondu has. That's hilarious right? to me. Right? That is funny. Um, in both iterations, Peter watches aliens kill his mom around the age of 10 oh, or 11. Oh, that sucks. In both iterations. Uh, he runs away. At 13 and later joins, uh, apparently I wrote Nana. <laughs> and later joins Nana. Right. That's the grandmother wing of NASA. That's my wing. <laughs> That's what my grandkids call me, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Nerd. NASA. Okay, so in 791, so here's where it breaks, here's where the differences are. Okay. Between, this is just origin story. Uh, in 791, Peter is an ass, but eventually goes to the space, goes to the international, not the international, but the space station. Okay. Uh, where a Star-Lord appears and wants the Terrans to select someone to become a Star-Lord. They don't choose Peter. They choose someone else. <laughs> Peter pitches a royal fit after he is sent back to Earth, steals a spaceship, and runs off to become a Star-Lord. Oh, my God. What a douche. Yes. And he is an absolute douche. What a piss baby. Yes. And 616... Uh, Yondu and the Ravengers save Peter from the same aliens that killed his mother. Okay. So, in the movie, his mother dies, and then Yondu and team come and get him. Our understanding is, is that his father sent him. Yes. In the movies, they make it known that they were supposed to bring him to his dad, and then I guess his dad's okay with them just fucking off with his kid? Apparently so. Um, but after Yondu saves him... Uh, Peter tries to steal their ship. You know, as you so do. So this, this explains a lot of what is not explained in the movie. Right. Because in the movie, Yondu's like, well, I stopped them from trying to eat you. They'd never yeah. tasted Terran before. He brings that up so many times. I love Rooker. I know. I love Rooker. He's, he's fucking crazy. so insane. And he's actually, he really is. He's like nuts. He really he's is. He's knucking futs. Uh, um... So I was, why did they try to eat him? Well, apparently it's because Peter tried to steal their ship. Well, you know. He managed to outsmart the entire crew and knock out Yondu. <laughs> Yondu, whoever came to, busted out of his, not chains, but his bonds. Yeah. He was tied up. And beat the crap out of Peter. Gave him a choice. He said, either be released into space or I'm going to kill you right here. Peter offers a third option. Let me join your crew. Because I'm smarter than all you idiots over here. Well, after apparently they have a conversation and it turns out that both uh, Yondu and Peter are, for all intents and purposes, orphans. So Yondu's got a bit of a so soft spot. So Yondu lets him join and he's like a cabin boy kind of oh my gosh. person, but he eventually works his rank up. Yeah. Works his way up through the ranks. And right. So that explains the backstory that we don't see between him and Yondu in the movies. Right, right. So we that's get, you, really cool. You very much get the impression that there's a lot of history between mm -hmm. them, but you don't really get the nuts and bolts of it because that's not the story. Right. So that's the basic origin story because from then on, he goes off and has adventures. Right, right. As you do. As you do. So, but that's um, one really cool thing that I found is... Uh, and it was an interest. I think it's an interesting in relation to an episode of Agents of Shield from the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um. No, no. This is this is kind of cool. Hold on. Okay. Uh, shuffle. Peter shuffle, has shuffle. Uh, Peter has a gun. It's an elemental gun. Okay. And what it does is it 
pulls the four the four elements from around him. Okay. Which, as we all know, Are there the downside water? to all of that uh, is that you you upset the balance of the planet you're on. Right. Does that remind you of an episode of Agents of Shield we watched recently with Ghost Rider and his uncle who kept pulling shit out of other shit, shit out of and there all the trimmers and yep. that it, mm-hmm. ah right that's probably where they got that from could be but I'd, whether it is or not it's, it's still a really interesting connection that I've made okay that I was like oh, I see where that's going I see what you did there um, but it's let's see a special meta pistol capable of projecting. One of the four elements, earth, air, fire, water. Uh, he also, what I really wish they'd put in the movie was ship. Ship. Ship is a, was his ship. Oh, it's not the Milano. No, not the Milano. Okay, but in, he has a ship Capital called S, Ship. Ship's name is Ship. Awesome. That is, that's um, some shit that I would name. Let me see if Drunk. I can find the description. Your name is Ship. Because you're <laughs> Ship. Oh, here's more about the gun. The supply is practically a lim- limitless removal of excessive amounts of one form may s- upset the balance on that planet with catastrophic c- consequences. Good job. Good job, Quill. Uh, use of the element gun is limited only by Star-Lord's will, focus, and imagination. So, now, where's my thing on ship? Shit. <laughs> see what I did there? I did, I did see what you did there. Good job swearing. I'm always proud of you when you swear on air. No, oh, I can't find it now. Does does it talk to him? Is it like Kit from Knight Rider? Yeah, it's a sentient. It's a sentient. It's a sentient. It's a sentient former star. It is more than a ship. What? It is the consciousness of a sentient former star in a spaceship that is in the form of a spaceship and has as so consciousness can stars, have a physical. Uh, star is a feminine consciousness. I hurt my brain. Star has taken the form of a human in order to heal Star Lord. Oh God, has he banged his ship? No. Okay. But there is very much a relationship there. She's very motherly towards him. Aww. Yeah. There's even a storyline, and I can't locate where it's at right now. Um, but there's a storyline where they run across the group of aliens that destroyed ships planets uh that well when it was a star Uh it destroyed the planets that it was around orbiting star when when ship was a star oh yeah and there's there's some there's some revenge shit going on yeah not maybe not revenge but justice or yeah whatever so that's a storyline and i'm like oh poor ship and ships died a few but ship is so powerful she she has a consciousness that has a physical so, form. So even if she's completely destroyed, she can rebuild herself. That's some Marvel shit right there. I know. That's just got Marvel written all over. Well, <laughs> comics in general. It's not the Bucky Barnes effect, is it? No. It's like the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone so. dies except for Ship and Bucky. <laughs> yeah. And technically Ship does die, but then comes Bucky back. Bucky stayed dead. Was supposed to be the one person who stayed dead. But he didn't. Him and Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. Until Uncle Ben came back as what, a zombie or some shit? Yeah, I think that's what you told me. Oh, um, can we not do Spider-Man? 
No, we have to see Don't it. Don't make me research Spider-Man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you. God damn it. She does not like Peter Parker. I do not like Peter Parker. He's a kid. All. Oh, Ship can also create widgets. Um, alright. What are widgets? I'll bite. Little mobile, the little mobile droids that float around. Oh, okay. Like in Destiny. Oh, okay. Okay. That's probably where that came that's from. That's what that's called a widget. Okay. That's where the name comes from. On like when you in like in programming. Oh, I the was widget, wondering. The, it come. That's where the name comes from. Is this? Uh, I'm doing hand motions. Yeah, she is. She is. It's beautiful. <sighs> yeah, ship can uh, alter her structure at will. Travel through air, space, and water. I mean, that's convenient as hell. Uh, she has many of the conventional starship accessories. Necklaces, earrings. Oh, wait. Uh, shields, like a tape deck? Shields, energy blasters, advanced sensors, replicators, okay, but and hologram projectors. That would actually, if they had gone with the ship angle, that would actually explain why there's a 1980s tape deck right? in a fucking starship. But no. But no, they went with the Milano instead, who is decidedly non-sentient that we know of. Uh, let's see, there was in one battle, uh, I was in Star-Lord's battle with the Fallen One. Uh, his element gun, suit, and ship were destroyed. Due to severe injury, he was grafted with cybernetic implants by doctors on the kiln. Oh, he okay. was sentenced. Yeah, that's that's where the he becomes a, a cyborg. He becomes a Star-Lord, does become a cyborg. Oh, okay. At some point. All right, well, that's a thing that happened. Yeah. Who hasn't become a cyborg in their life? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be all aboard. It happens to all of us. It'd be fine. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> you do realize you're meant to be talking, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. But I'm reading. Okay. Uh, Master of the Sun first created illusion, which the character is able to find and kill aliens that murdered his mother to free him of the past. Equip the That's not the sentence I thought it was. Okay. Uh, oh, and he always goes back and forth with his dad a lot. So I didn't want to get into it because there's so many different storylines where his him and his father are. So there's material for them, basically. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of material. It's just I have no idea what story they're going to go with. Uh, oh, here's a fun, fun one. Remember, imagine, if you will, the Age of Ultron podcast. Mm. All right. I know. I know. I try not to. Uh, so remember how there are X-Men and Wolverine was actually a pretty decent part of the Age of Ultron Storyline, Storyline, yes, originally. He was Except also big they, in Civil War, too. Yeah, they can't say the M-word, though, in the MCU, so. Um, but remember, Wolverine and Susan Storm were both trying to get shit done. Right, right. Um, Sue Storm, also not allowed in the MCU. No, no. Um, they accidentally created an alternate uh, timeline after traveling back in time to assassinate Hank Pym. They were trying to go back in time to stop Ultron by... Stopping Hank. Stopping Hank Pym. And Hank is a general douche. Right. Um, so during, in this alternate timeline that they created while doing that, uh, Star-Lord is seen as a member of the Defenders. And oh, okay. have replaced the defunct Avengers as the world's premier superhero team. Oh, and the Defenders are going to... Coming they're, soon. Yeah, hashtag. they're, they're going to be the, uh, the Netflix series. With Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Iron Fist. I've heard Iron Fist leaves a lot to be I have heard desired. that as well, but we're going to watch it at some point. Yeah. Because we've committed. Yeah. But I've heard not... Well, I've, heard, I've just heard it's bleh. Yeah, I've heard it's it kind of bad. Me. It's just meh. Well, and I've heard some... some Which is the Constantine TV series that they did was 
Meh. I've heard backlash that they were like, you finally had a chance to make this character, um, you know, of Asian descent because it borrows heavily from Asian mysticism. Of course, it's been a white dude. And they made it another white dude. And so they were like, missed opportunity. Good job, y'all. So, yeah. Well, I just heard it was very underwhelming. I've, I've heard that, too. And that's coming from Caroline, who is of Asian descent. Yes, she is. She is indeed. So she was like, I am completely blown away by how underwhelming. Yeah, I've heard it's like not actively bad. It's just not great. Yeah, it's just compared to the other eh. Netflix. Which I'm are, telling you, that's exactly how Constantine was. And you're just like, well, it's a show that it's on. Which I actually rewatched. Oh, my God. It's only one season. Yeah. Yeah. I just needed noise. So, I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff on Peter. Um, but, I mean, again, it's all just the adventures of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's two different timelines because you've got the 791 series and then you've got, you know, 616. Uh, he does meet and fall in love with Kitty Pride. All right. I don't know uh, how I feel about that, but all right. Well, we know he's not going to do well, that in the MCU because all mutants. I, all I can imagine is Chris Pratt and Ellen Page, and I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. That doesn't, no. no. I, don't, I don't see that working out. Yeah. In my head, Kitty Pride's now a lesbian. At all. Right? And it works. And I'm fine with that. Yep. I'm trying to find. But yeah, I mean, they have their own comic series. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Oh, there's an alternate universe in there, too. Because of course Doc- there is, Doctor- because it's Marvel. Well, Doctor Doom gets involved. God damn it, Victor, and- Victor Von Doom. Dest- let's see. Hang on. Um, let's see. World's final battle against the Children of Tomorrow. During the battle, Groot, Rocket, Raccoon are killed. Star-Lord is tra- teleported away by Reed Richards to a ship. In the end, he is one of the few survivors of the apocalyptic aboard the Fantastic Force life raft. Uh, after the end of the universe, Doctor Doom somehow creates a new patchwork world formed from the remains of the dead universes. I love how nobody fucking dies. I love how even in the wiki, it's like I don't know somehow. <laughs> the life raft that Star Lord was on remained in cryostasis for the next eight years until they're awakened by Doctor Strange, a new Thor, and Miles Morales, a new Thor, a new Thor. Doom becomes aware of their location and ambushes them, knowing that they're the only, only hope of reviving the old universe. Strange casts a spell to spread the survivors across the world, using the wind with Doom vowing to find them. Star-Lord ends up in Manhattan. Of course he does. Let that sink in for a minute. You're my only hoe. Where he gets a job singing in the popular... This is a hilarious storyline, by the way. Oh, my God. Where he gets a job singing in the popular club, The Quiet Room, singing Disney songs. What? As Disney films never existed in Battle World. And it's so funny now because Disney owned Marvel. Using the alias of Steve Rogers to hide from Doom. Jesus Christ. It is here that he runs into an alternate universe version of Kitty Pride. And they bang. Who is hunting down artifacts from before Battle World's creation. Hoping to talk to who he believes is his fiance, he accidentally messes up a deal between Kitty and Gambit. What? To obtain an ancient artifact. <sighs> Kitty uses a scanner to discover Star-Lord is from Battleworld's creation and plans on taking him to Doom. They're ambushed by a group of robots connected to Gambit. What? It just, it goes on and on. A version of Drax appears. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> who originally hired Peter to does. work in the quiet room and knocks out Gambit. The three escape with the artifacts secured when they are safe the next morning kitty shows it to the two only to find out it's rocket raccoon's tail 
okay, like, I did not know that you could write comics like that and, and like, be employed and still smoke crack. Star-Lord laments the death of his friend, and Kitty oh, decides Jesus. to allow him to keep it. It is one thing left of his old universe. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's, here's Rocket Raccoon's tail. Star-Lord thanks Kitty, who kisses him before heading back to her home of Doomguard. Realizing the two are out of a job for abandoning the quiet room in the middle of a show, Star-Lord and Drax decide to go back into Star-Lord's old career as a thief. He asks if Drax knows a good geneticist as he plans on using Rocket's tail to make a clone of his friend, possibly an army of them. I mean, let's be real. That's what you would do if you had a piece of meat and you were like, nope, she not dead. Let's clone her. During the final stand against God Doom, Peter not only piloted a ship to take the two Reed Richards to the heart of Castle Doom, but also managed to keep Black Swan occupied by using the last twig of Groot. Because there's not enough of Reed Richards. There have to be two of them fucking things up. So he has the last twig of Groot kept in his pocket ever since the incursions to be planted at the crucial moment. And that's all I have to say about that. Oh my! God. Yes, the world they the we get back to the of course it, world, yeah reality is if the back. world can survive the House of M bullshit like that yeah mm-hmm, following the restoration of reality oh my god yeah so anyway yeah there's it's just you just get into all his different oh my gosh iterations yeah just wow. adventures shenanigans is more shenanigans, like it yeah let's be real here it's shenanigans yeah so. That's that's Peter. So he's his origins. He's an ass. Not to minimize like thirty years of backstory, but he's kind of a blank slate as far as Marvel goes, compared to a lot of their other characters who have a lot of steeped back history. Well, they he's can not do near a lot as, with him. It's not near as popular. Well, that's true because well, like, I mean, there's a lot of adventures here that I'm not going over. Yeah, and well, because I don't know where they're going to go. And that's the thing. There's stuff, but. Okay, if well, you're see, not here's familiar with all you're, of it, you're saying blank slate. But everything that we thought about his relationship with Yondu, we're like, okay, they're making this shit up. They didn't. Yeah, there's basis for that relationship. But because I don't know any better, I'll take whatever they give me. Like, oh yeah, the MCU can do whatever. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, all right, that seems legit. Well, I'm totally predicting, and this is based on any previews and articles I've read. Ooh, we can make is, wild predictions about Volume Two now. Well, Jay, uh, we know. Kurt Russell's coming back. Yeah. Not coming back. Coming to Kurt it. Russell's coming. So, well, Jason's coming. His yeah. father's coming back. Yeah. Um, I think he's coming back and not truthful manner. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah. He's going to he's gonna find out at a crucial moment, and it's going to be this big, huge, oh, you're my dad? Yeah. No, it's not, not that, but it's, oh, you're my dad. Okay, but you're really an asshole, and you're trying to take advantage of me kind of way. Oh, I think he's going to come back and possibly do that, but also lie to him about being his dad. I think he's going to be pretty upfront about being his dad. Okay. Well, we shall see. But that's how you con somebody. That's true. Says you got to have truth. Says the woman just watching Leverage while I came in. Shoosh. <laughs> Shoosh. There's a reason I'm watching Leverage. It's good. Well, that's it's true. It's on Netflix, so you should watch it if you have not. Yes. So, yeah. Because I'm telling you, Hardison, loving Elliot's cooking. That's true. Gives me life. It does. As well it should. <laughs> That's my Hardison impression. Oh, my God. Age of the Geek, baby. Age, Age of the, the geek. geek. And it is because here look we, at what we're doing we right are. now. Look at what um, we're doing. A Nebula? Nebula? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm she's really excited. It. And she's... Uh, what, is it, what, what is it she calls it in the trailer? The... 
the gardens of the galaxy something like that why oh would God. it be the gardens of the galaxy i love her so it makes much sense. i'm hoping she has a bigger role this time me too um i know karen didn't shave her head this time uh, no she didn't which is okay but um zoe is still painted green yes yeah, she is she is which indeed. still eats a lot of people up because here she is a woman of color we finally get a woman of color and she's literally she's green. green yeah but the actress has the work, so you got to get yeah. on that. Yeah. All right, and we do, um, we do have some feedback. I, some guy like named Michael. I, I, I don't know. I've never heard of him before. Who, I think he's read the comics. I don't know. Uh, so as I touch my baby Groot. <laughs> yeah, Michael. I, I got to finally share the the envelope of, of artwork that you sent us again. We, we, we took some. I'm not gonna lie. Um. So he did. He did write to us. It's kind of a, a mishmash email, but there's some Star-Lord and Guardians of the Galaxy stuff in here. Right, right. Aloha, ladies. Aloha. Star-Lord and Guardian of the Galaxy. Have been a bit reluctant to provide any input regarding Peter Quill as a character. I have the comics that he first appeared in. Uh, that's to say he has Earth uh, 791. Yeah, yeah. And and really, he was a bit of a throwaway character. Like yeah. you're, you're calling, see, you're calling him a clean slate. I think throwaway characters. Are yeah. More like apt. he's there, he's got stuff going on, but yeah. he's kind of like, yeah, he's not a main character. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of Marvel's spin on the DC Adam Strange, a character that okay. was a ripoff of Buck Rogers. He <laughs> was actually a ripoff of somebody else, I think. Oh, probably. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy actually came out before the Star-Lord character did. Yes, you are correct because that would be Yondu. You are correct, sir. Neither the group nor Star-Lord that I knew looked anything like what we see in the movie. Uh, that's true, because he didn't show up till 2014. And I think a lot of that's James Gunn. <laughs> it's more closely based on the Guardians of the Galaxy comic run from 2008, which I've never read. Guardians of the Galaxy were third-string characters, probably even lesser known than the Defenders. Wow. But I think they really needed him for the Thanos storyline, because there's an entire story thread that wraps Star-Lord and Thanos together. And they, I think they really sincerely wanted to bring in that cosmic element. Agreed. Uh, he says, honestly, I think this is part of the success of the movie. Okay. They weren't a well-known comic property, which is totally what you're saying. Yeah. So Gunn was able to just make a fun movie without having to deal with a lot of fanboy slash fangirl expectations. That is a true statement, I think. Uh, the comic now looks more like the movie than the other way around. They've create they tend to do that though yeah because like even may is a comic character now and phil now mm -hmm. the con no, 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 no. as discussed in the volume one movie cast quill comes off as a bit of a dick in the way he treats women hoping yep. they can get his get his character past that trait yeah as far as what i'd like to see in the gardens of the galaxy movie if they're doing ergo they damn well better show the bearded planet version too i'd like to see them introduce adam warlock and pip the troll Warlock in particular, since he was a big part of the Infinity War storyline, and I think that Guardian of the Galaxy has to be film that seriously begins leaning into that story. Yeah, I think it has to as well. On an interesting note, Warlock was golden-skinned, and the Volume 2 trailer showed a race of such people. Mm. It wouldn't match the comic origin, but maybe Warlock is a member of that race. I do know they uh, I've, bug... I've heard Adam Warlock, and it may just have been from people talking about it on Tumblr. Well, I know they're finally introducing Bug. Okay. Uh, which is another Guardian of the Galaxy. Well, they had Cosmo in it for a hot which second. I think in the first one. I think Buck was actually uh, was male in the comics, and I think they've made her 
a female? A female in the if I remember because there's have you seen the trailer? She's got the antenna. Yeah, antenna or whatever. That might be Mantis. Mantis. Oh no, that's Mantis. Oh, I keep forgetting Elizabeth Debicki's in this. Yeah, I thought. Oh, for some reason I was thinking she might be. But Bug is a different character then. Yeah, that's Mantis then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a gender bend. Is this a spoiler? I don't know. Casting news. Uh, he was talking about ego. And Kurt Russell is credited as ego. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a. He's Jason Aspartoy. Don't don't even. I think the most exciting part of the casting is one Mr. Nathan Fillion. Hell yeah, Nathan Fillion finally got as a CGI character. (laughs) God, please let him be wearing something reminiscent of Mal. I know, right? Please. I know. Please. That's all I want in life. So uh, at this point, I would really like to ask all of our listeners, send us, go, it's time. Send us some feedback on Guardians of the Galaxy. It is. Your hopes, your dreams. Your dreams and dreams and and your dreamy hopes. You see the movie, send us what you think of it. Yeah. So usually what we do, um, if you're new to the way we handle this, we give it usually two weekends in the box office before we record. Yeah. And we like to see it a couple of times. Right. So you have plenty of time to get your feedback in. Um, Don't think like you have to rush it in the weekend it's out. Um, And so, yeah. we may not. Yeah, we may not. Um, It all depends on schedules and our brains. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be kind of entertaining in a way that the MCU hasn't been in a while because it's gotten so fucking angsty. So I think it'll be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm it's still going to hurt me in some way, but. I'm looking forward to the soundtrack. I know. I can't wait for Awesome Mix Volume 2. Because the music was such a big part hey, of that sister, movie. Sister, soul, sister. Sorry. <clears throat> Yeah, and if you haven't seen the trailer, go put it in your eye holes on repeat. In your ear holes. Because, yeah. All yeah. all the holes. <laughs> I said it. I yeah, said it. Did. I said it. Yeah, you did. Said it. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? I, I really don't. Um... Because there's not a lot. I mean, I, I say well, that in I mean, terms there's, of there's in terms a lot. Of, in terms of a lot of the char- the comic characters where you have like half a ream of paper. Yeah, there's not a lot compared to somebody that's been around since the '40s, like a cat. Well, his retcon wasn't terribly retconned a whole lot. Most, the, I think, the biggest thing they did was the year he was born, which yeah. that just you know. Uh, oh, he has. Oh, let's see. Yeah, him and his father go back and forth a few times. Uh, yeah. Something. He just, you're right, he just does not have the history. That a lot of. That like Captain America or Iron Man. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thor even. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's not that, he is, he's third string. Yeah. They're they're third string, which is really kind of weird that they would bring him in, but. I think it's, I think it's worked for them because I think it. It, it allowed really them has. a lot more freedom than they've had with it some of their other. It was a lot more popular yeah. than I expected it to be. Well, even like Iron Rocket. Man at the time, at the time, Iron Man was second string. As was far he as. He always thought he was like a flagship character. He was for a long time, but he was not super popular when the movie came out. Mm. Everybody was like, why Iron Man? It was like, that's because they can't afford the mutants. So, I mean. Oh, yeah, because Hulk was the first one. Yeah. And that's because Hulk's been around forever. Well, Hulk, Hulk wasn't the first one. It was Iron Man and then Hulk. I thought Iron Man. I mm-hmm. thought Hulk was Iron Man was first. Numero uno. I don't care. I know. So yeah. 
Well, Hulk, they'd done several, not Marvel specifically, yeah. but there'd been several Hulk's had. Hulks. I mean, they had a whole TV series. Iron Man didn't. Right. But he, he became first strength, especially after Civil War. Hell yeah. The comic series Well, came but out. At, at that point, the movies were already out. True. So, again, it's movies influencing the comic culture. Well, all this, um, media, in today's day and age, all the media is so, oh, well, here, let's look at that. Um, and other media. Okay. Of Peter Quill. Uh-huh. When are he's on the, he's on the cartoon. He's in, uh, The Avengers Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, that one. Uh, he's in an episode of that. Uh, he appears in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon series. Okay. He appears in, uh, Avengers Assemble. Okay. He's in a lot of the animated yeah. stuff. Yeah, Disney's making a lot of bank off of Marvel. They're, they've got, like, a bajillion cartoon series. Which, can I just tell you, like, 10-year-old me would have been, like, in hog heaven. <laughs> uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Yep. Yep. Seen that advertised. Uh, Marvel Discworld, the Avengers. Ep- he's in an episode of that. And there's a Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. Yep. There is indeed. So, yeah, that's, uh, let's see, there's, oh, that's television series. Uh, Star-Lord makes a non-speaking cameo appearance in the animated direct-to-video film Planet Hulk. He's seen as an audience member. <laughs> okay. Uh, he appears in Marvel Hero video games. Woo, woo. Marvel Heroes, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Disney Infinity. Uh, he's in the Gardens of the Galaxy skin for Minecraft. All right. Uh, he's available in the Facebook game Marvel Avengers Alliance. He's a unlockable and playable character in Marvel Contest of Champions, Marvel Future Fight, and playable character in Disney Infinity 3.0. And he's a Marvel Sumsum. I can't believe they didn't list that. He's precious. Mm. And I have him. I don't use him a lot, but I have him. <laughs> I have Iron Man and Agent Carter. Really, Agent Carter is the only important one. Right. Let's be real here. Right. I got her second. I was like, what? She's, what up? She's my top level character. Of course she is. Because she's fucking amazing. Of course she is. But yeah. So, all right. I think I'm kind of out of material without digging into all the different storylines. Right. And so, uh, again, Guardians 2, there, it's in May, isn't May it? May 5th. God, that's May soon. May 5th. That's, a, that's like a little, a little over a month. month. Of, wow. All right. All right. Which is why we wanted to go ahead and get this out there before, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts back April 4th, which is Tuesday, where this is Saturday. Right, so right. on Tuesday. Um, and we will be recording that on Wednesday night, early, because we will be traveling all day Thursday, and we will be out of town until the next Monday. We gonna con. We gonna go to Tutuwambi con in the Atlantas. <laughs> so if you're there, come say hi. Absolutely. Uh, anything else? I think that's more than enough all right thank you for listening guys thanks guys